Uh, Russell White's the chairman of the Australian Road Safety Foundation. Russell, thanks for your time, mate. Oh, pleasure, Bill. Always great to be with you, mate. It must be shattering from your perspective to see these figures. I've worked with you uh, on a number of occasions now trying to, to help programs that, that, that get the road, road safety down. That's just one of the things you do. A lot of awareness, a lot of education programs. And, and yet, we're, we're driving more uh, and, and worse than we did pre-pandemic. Does it make any sense? No, Bill, I must admit, I, I do scratch my head quite a bit last, uh, especially, I guess you say, in a post-COVID sort of world, with just how just how radically things have changed in terms of, I guess, the culture and the attitudes of, of many people around a whole stack of issues. And, you know, I said a, a couple of weeks ago to a colleague, you know, the, the, the road is just this melting pot of all that. One of the challenges we're going to face is that, uh, the, the combination of how people's views have changed, and I mean, you said a little bit of it in your in your intro there. It's it's people's perception on on ability, and then but also that sense of community because there's that there's that degree of, of feeling a little bit um, I guess isolated from the west rest of the world when you're in a in a car or potentially you've got a helmet on, and and that tends to mean people probably a little bit like being on the internet, I suppose, if they feel they can't be identified or, or they don't know the people in that, there's not that sense of community. People then start to, to push limits. And you're right, you know, we've seen... It's been actually quite, you know, you get quite, um, I won't say sort of disheartened by it because I, I, I kind of live in an optimistic sort of mindset, but you do get to a point where you start seeing the, just the numbers on the increase so dramatically that you do really scratch your head and wonder what, what have we got to do you know, to make that change. And it's not going to just be, you know, the things that have got us to where we, we are now, like the safer cars and safer roads, all that needs to keep happening. But but I feel there's just a social, there's a social undercurrent, there's a human factor or a human belief paradigm there that, that we've got to change. I think until we do that, we're going to see more increases, unfortunately, a lot less. And look, I've discussed it on this program with you, I think, on a number of occasions, and I've in the past questioned the placement of speed traps and things like that regarding speeds of, say, 5K to 10K over the limit. But what I'm talking about today is is excessive speed and really, really noticeably dangerous speed. We, we all know that with even relatively small speed limit increases, you do greatly increase the capability of causing, you know, mayhem and death. But in this case, it's we're getting a lot of text messages on this, Russell. So I, I, we can't all be observing something, you know, uh, that that isn't that isn't accurate. I mean, surely. No, I think that there's a definitely change in the vibe, Bill. You know, and, and even it's been interesting just as I've been I've been observing the traffic just where I parked up to have this chat, and you just look at the it's just it's the vibe it's it's the vibe of the vehicles. Like everyone. You know, instead of just, I guess, cruising up, you know, everything's a sudden, you know, it's a massive burst of speed. And the you can tell, and you and I spoke about this before, you can tell by the attitude of a vehicle what the mindset of the driver is. Mm. And and if you, as you just sit and observe traffic, you, you can see it's... It's not, it may be not even somebody, you know, going to, you know, breaking a speed limit, but it's the pace that they get there and, and they're up the tailpipe of the car in front. Yeah, and tailgating, you know, lane changing, no indications. Yeah, all those things. They're not, you're right, they're not necessarily over the limit, but they're still very dangerous. Yeah, and it's and again, this is the sort of thing that you know. And again, we talk about that like with like like a sports team would. You know, if you, if you're not doing the the little things well, then then that will manifest. And and I think, you know, we we do see that in in the way that the road toll is is going. And I think there's other things at play. 
you know, we've, places that have been, you know, locked down, that were locked down for years. You know, I think we, we're yet to see those, you know, that generation of LMP plater mm. um, really come to the fore. So I, I fear that there's this, this sort of knock-on effect of things that, you know, if we think it's bad now, I think I think I fear we might see something worse in the coming years, just as this this next sort of wave of, of next generation road user uh, comes through. You know, something has fundamentally changed and it's... Um, it's not something that's going to be fixed with with legislation or or mechanical improvements. There's something else going on. Well, and just on that, um, New South Wales has run a study on peat plate drivers, showing they've been caught speeding twice as often as last yep. year. And well, then you've got this other thing, uh, whereby you've got social media dares for <laughs> kids to go out. Now I know. Uh, this is a very nuanced topic because a lot of this is gang-related. There are other influences at play here, drugs, of course. But you've got really young people going out, stealing cars. If they're not stealing them, they're trying to do something crazy in them. Have you got yeah. any research as yet on, on what's going on there? No, only, only anecdotal, Bruce. Um, Bill, I think what, what tends to happen, I think, you know, that the, uh, the, the the lawlessness of all of that, and like you said, the social media, the filming of it all, the the hooning, you know, and the car theft, all that sort of gets roped into that, into that. And you know, there was an incident, I think, um, in Sydney, I think only this week, you know, a, a, a grandmother's going to drive to pick up her daughter who's working at McDonald's and gets taken out by someone, you know, coming the other way, going through the intersection, you know, either in a stolen car or chase or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, so that sort of stuff, I think anecdotally is, is definitely on the increase. And like like you said before, you know, when you're having pea platers that are, um, are, you know, are being caught for doing more than the, the limit by double what we'd seen previously, what is that telling us about the system that's got us there? Mm. You know, what's the, what's the break in all that that's not not delivering that result. And again, I, I, I sort of struggle as to, to try and figure out what, what that's going to be. And, and we may not know, you know, it might take, it might take decades you know, of research before we really know what, what's going on. But I, I fear it's a, it's a broader thing that, that is manifesting on the street, but, but it's got its, its grassroots is, is in other areas of, of life, unfortunately. And before I let you go, there's also the issue that the NRMA in New South Wales has been pretty strong on lately, and that's police visibility when it comes to drink driving. And around this time of year, a lot of commitments, family commitments, uh, and and even, well, I suppose we're probably past a lot of the work Christmas parties now, but certainly around family commitments, uh, people are going to be having a few drinks. And uh, I think from talking to the Police Association in just New South Wales, uh, they say it's a lot to do with staff numbers. How are you finding it nationwide? I think that's been a problem nationwide. I think there's no doubt that police numbers have have changed in in, in again this, this post-COVID period. I, I would say, you know, certainly from what I've seen in Queensland uh, and just generally driving around the place, I think there has been an increase in that level of enforcement. And I, and I do think it is one of the key things that's going to have to become, you know, very very. Um, uh, intensified, if you like, over the next little period, because, like you say, with the drink driving, you know, the RBTs were so successful because the chances of you getting caught or getting pulled over were very, very high because police numbers were high. So I think we do have to get back to some of that fundamental stuff of, of highly visible enforcement, not not just relying on cameras, but but actually having people on cars, uh, in cars on bikes. You know, pulling people over and, and being highly visible. I, I would agree. I think that's one of the pillars that we need to to have as, as one of the foundation um, aspects of that. But then equally, it's too, when you get pulled over, you know, it's it's not bad luck you've been pulled over. It's, you know, that you've done something wrong and, and it's uh, it's getting people to have a little bit of respect for what for that what that means as well. 
Russell White, thank you for your time. Have a great Christmas, mate, and hopefully in the new year we can get together and try and do a few things on the positive side of that problem. That, that'd be great, Bill. I think, you know, as I said, I'm always really optimistic, mate, so I think if we can if we can do something to collaborate to make a bit of a, a social change there, that'd be great. But, uh, mate, to you and your listeners, have a have a wonderful Christmas, eh? Thanks, mate. Uh, that's There it is, Russell White from the Australian Road Safety Foundation.